When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, uh, um, Martin Grayson here from the Stoke City Herald online. Um, is there any rumours to the dispatch, uh, dispatching and getting rid of uh, Gordon McLaren no, the club? No, no, no. Uh, Trample bet. We're, we're really happy to address this issue. Um, there's absolutely no truth in the rumours that we're seeking a replacement from Gordo for the podcast. Um, Gordo has the full backing of the board and we have the utmost confidence that he will turn this around. You've got to remember Gordo's came free and from a, a French background and he's just getting used to the, the format and how we work. Um, and if you remember rightly, Alex Ferguson didn't win anything in his first few years at Manchester United, so we just, just need to give him time to settle, but no, there's no truth in the rumours. What about the uh, photographs that have been shared online recently? Yeah, the, 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 I've seen the photos this morning. We've just been um, inundated by a media officer. Um, James McIver's just a personal friend. Uh, that was a personal dinner. Um, We're not talking to James McIver or anyone for that matter at the vacant, no, sorry, the not vacant post to replace Gordo. Um, no more questions, guys. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday, 26th of October, 2019. I'm your host, John Walker, and with me is Andy Vaughan. As always. And Gordo. Alright, guys. <laughs> right. It was, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was his birthday as well. Zero, zero for eight. Birthday. Happy belated birthday. Uh, cheers. Oh, 26 <laughs> is shit. <laughs> Fuck, you only 26? Aye. That's... Fucking depressing. That's when you like when you were naming players like ah you remember him in the early nineties. I was like, no, really not. I thought you just had a terrible memory. <laughs> well, along is, with my terrible picks, I is FIFA older than you? Yes. No. No. The Maybe. game, not the organisation. <laughs> uh, no. Was it the not? first one was FIFA International, which, uh, which came out before nine ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was I think one. The first FIFA I played was in um, ninety eight. The World Cup one, yeah, you could play the, indoor five aside. Aye, and you That's could also class. I had it on the PC. I remember that it was terrible. <laughs> on the PC, if you double tap the E key, you would dive. And I think that's the the only FIFA that they've had that is yeah is possible because they wanted to discourage it. So they should just get it back in. They should get uh, it back in because you got punished if you were caught. Yeah. Have you ever? So uh, along those lines, there was a Call of Duty game that was absolutely slated because uh, of what happened in it. Because at one point there was like this massacre, and you had to. Press F to play pay respects. So like anytime <laughs> anything happens online bad, you just see lots of people in the comments with just F. That's I was like uh, this has gone in a weird direction because we'll get to the picks eventually. Oh, don't worry, we will go over the fine. I thought we were skimming them. There was a po- I was listening to a podcast, Thirty for Thirty, and it is Madden. Yeah. And it's about the invention of the game mm. and how that all came about and how John Mann got involved. It was just really cool. But you definitely wouldn't be around for Madden because that was like 85. Do you remember like, I remember World Soccer on the Master System. 
I had that in like the very early nineties. That was quality. The graphics were shit, but penalty shootouts looked cool. Well, that was the thing they were talking. They were talking about literally trying to get twenty-two players. It was fucking amazing. And John Madden just—it's funny because you just realised how much commentary must go through, like uh, Lee Dixon and all that, and FIFA, because mm. John Madden has to do and gets five hundred, uh, fifteen hundred minutes of recorded sentences for that for the game. Yeah, uh, for the game, and it's um, it goes back. To like, I think it's like 2001 or something, and somebody's giving him the lines of the script. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Who the fuck wrote this? It's like, Where have you got this from? I would never say that. It's like, If you've, if a coach is doing this, he shouldn't be at this level. Yeah. So it's just guys going, Oh, I've heard somebody say this before. And yeah. that's why you sometimes get FIFA commentary where you go, Who the fuck would say that? And it's probably because it's people like Lee Dixon who don't have yeah, Michael you know. Owen or someone <laughs> said something at some point. Have you, have you ever seen the, um, list of Japanese baseball American baseball players that was generated by a Japanese software development team for an American like they contracted it over to uh, Japan for this it's a really convoluted way of saying it right but they contracted this game to be built and they had to come up with American names like right? made up ones made up ones so it's like names like Bob Dugnut and stuff like that <laughs> so there's a whole bunch whole bunch of these names that like I'll, I'll see if I can find the list and put it on the Twitter but it, it's the be, funniest thing it'd ever it'd be like us trying to come up with some Japanese sounding names by ourselves. And it would clearly just be utter bullshit, yeah. and and we would be it'd be the most racist. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Of course it would be. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bob I, Dugnut is my is my favourite of that list. I had a game called Leaderboard Golf, and it was cracking, right? And it actually had rights to some of the players, so you could play as like Davis Love the Third and various things like this, <laughs> and on the math system. But it only had three lines of commentary. <laughs> <laughs> One was. No doubt about it, that's deep in the sand trap. And anytime you're balling in a bunker, it just <laughs> said that. But he didn't talk about anything else. If it went in the water, if it went in a bunker, or if it like you hold an iron shot, you got a sound clip. Um, yeah, brilliant. We we could use the buttons on our uh, our road machine here to have just <laughs> yeah. like four specific lines of commentary we play. That's what Gary's trying to do with all the sound, doesn't he? He's trying to yeah. get out of doing the work for us now. He's like, hey, you could just load that. You start your picks and I just press this, the mid-sound bite halfway <laughs> through. So happy birthday, Gordo. Thanks, thanks. Um, my banker, Pilsen 3-0. I was waiting on it on Sunday for the clean sweep. Yep. Got it. 3-0, no problems. Happy. My banker problematic. There was a there was a big following on the on the Facebook group talking back and forth about this game. Inverness were two one up with uh, well stoppage time to go, and they drew two each at home to Aloha, and it was a really bad result. How have Aloha in the last three weeks gained four points from Dundee United and Inverness? So Dundee United, are I mean te- Peter Grant's done a very good job. Dundee United are terrible away from home, and even worse on artificial pitches, as right, okay. evidenced by our four 0 thrashing. Um, at the weekend when Queen of the South just done us um, and we've got history of that when uh, Gary will tell you when the Barton were in that league we couldn't beat them Barton even though they got relegated right. Dundee United just have this thing where we up our game against the bigger teams I think they think they can phone in a win and we just can't teams that try and you know make that middle of the pitch a contested battle we're just really bad at doing it but I was very surprised that they managed to get anything Inverness especially with Inverness having the lead in stoppage yeah. time, like that was that was just unlucky. Uh, Arhus Silkeberg, let's let's talk about this, right? So this was the last of my games to actually uh, kick off, and it was Arhus. Arhus are third in the league. Silkeberg are bottom and have had no wins. Uh, they went. Silkeberg went up one 0 Arhus equalised. Arhus went up two one. Silkeberg equalised. 
Silkeborg went up 3-2, Aarhus equalised, Silkeborg then went on and banged one in the last minute to absolutely shaft us. That was because they were pushing on to try and get oh, you your banker? Yeah, yeah. and, and they, I was watching it on Bet365, so it was even more insulting because you see the goal going in Bet365, you turn it off in anger, then get the flash score notification <laughs> <laughs> to see you've, you've, I was like, I know I've lost, but thanks. Um, that was terrible. Uh, my value Hitafi at home at Leganes it was a terrible first half I was worried because Leganes were all over them but Hitafi won 2-0 in the second half Very, they're, they're in good form now actually they are but that was one of those ones where you're watching going oh this doesn't look great there was nothing happening and then goal alert oh we've got 1-0 up brilliant I hope I don't see any more alerts yeah because I'm now super- I just want it to end 1-0 yeah. and then there was another alert and I thought the worst and I went oh 2-0 great John's a genius <laughs> I had it in 9-10 I said but see before the game on Skybet, it was 9-7. to seven. So you were getting over-evens on Skybet before the game, which was which that's, made me happy. That's great. Yeah. Same, same for my value. That was over-evens. It was 8-7. to seven. Um, Peterborough away at Gillingham. Goals. Um, Peterborough just scored goals. They went 2-0 up. It ended 2-1. Um, but that's a solid over Did any there. of the strikers score? Don't know. I had a look at them because of the, there's a midweek card. I had a look at them today. They, they've got the top two, don't they? In that league. They're the top two strikers. Yeah, the top two goal scorers yeah. in the league both play for Peterborough. Um, they, they've scored I think 30 goals this season which is an enormous amount of goals compared to anyone else and they've only let in 15 or 16 so I mean that's about average for everybody they just have scored so many more yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I'm going to be backing them later again um, they're just a good thing just now nice um, my value was St Pauli versus Darmstadt Darmstadt beat them away from home 1-0 it was another rubbish game Darmstadt <laughs> Just I watched, gotten. but I watched like St. Pauli were all over them, and then Darmstadt scored in the last with ten minutes to go, and that was it. Just pish. My outsider was Mladenovic away to Zlin. They took their home form on the road. Finally, um, they beat Pilsen the week before the international break, three-one, uh, which was a really good result against probably the best team in Czech Republic, and they won two-nil. It was a very comfortable game actually. I think Zlin had one shot, and it was at two-nil. So I was very happy. Yeah, it was a great shot. I've got 13 8 here. It went out to pass 2 to 1. It did. It was 23 really. to 10 at one point. Nice. So it went over 2 to 1. Um, my outsider, I took Odense away at Alborg just because I figured they were pretty equally That matched. was your charity? Was it not? Was that the charity pick? Yeah. I think your West Ham Everton was the outsider. Ah, yeah, it was because that was the first the first match early on the Saturday. Gary, you might want to edit that. No, it's fine because we shat all over the charity. So Do whatever you like. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I, I I I took the wrong side of that. Everton wanted him. My outsider was uh, sorry. My uh, yeah, my outsider was Air at Dunfermline, which wasn't at, was it was pointed out to me wasn't actually an outsider. Likely to like to make a personal plea to James yep. McIver to stop ruining my life. Right? <laughs> yeah, wasn't even an outsider, and it got humped. <laughs> uh, yeah, they lost three uh, two at Dunfermline. Dunfermline's first points. What Air, Air now have a manager though. Uh, they they Mark appointed Kerr. Mark Kerr today, who Did, we mentioned last week. Yeah. In a reference to Champ Manager. Nice. Because I think Ray, Brad- Ray Bradshaw, Scottish comedian, who's been on this before, yeah, put up something about it's funny that he was a Championship Manager legend, now he's a manager in the Championship. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> but aye, yeah, Dunfermline uh, beat Air 3-2. Um, just, aye. And the charity just in general was awful. My team went up 1-0. Yeah. And, and then, then lost then 3-1. Pumped. Uh, yours lost 1-0 to Alberg they must just be really good at being boring at home and the, nicking wins Odense had 21 shots Alberg had 14 like do, do you know what I mean I was on the right side of it for bigger odds um, yeah. but yeah and I had Central Coast Newcastle Jets to be over 2.5 goals I finished one each 
just watched the highlights before we started recording, so we had any updates on Ziggy Gordon. Yeah. There was so many fucking chances. I know. 56 minutes and both of them hit the post yeah. from then on in and there was loads of fucking bitty chances. Really annoying because I never watched it. And I was also annoyed because we follow a, an Australian predictor who had said under 2.5 goals and I was like, no, I think there's goals in this game. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> like, I, I think I'd even commented from our account, uh, not, even, not even my own. So yeah. I was like, oh, I wasn't even like embarrassing myself. I was embarrassing the podcast. <laughs> You've let everyone One note hit. <laughs> you know. So... That was last week's picks. Well done on your three out of three. Yeah, that's the second time I've got it this year, and I get my value in outside of the previous week. I'm gonna be better roll. It's gonna change very soon. Yeah, probably it, these things going. These things going cycles. Probably this weekend because I don't feel confident on any of my picks, which we'll talk about in a minute. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. We'll start with the most successful part, although she's not played. Fiona Brown mm-hmm. of Rosengarden, Sweden, is now the champion. They won the title. Very good news. Um, mm-hmm. She's injured. She's still going to be out until well into the start of next season. But that is her added to a cup that she won last year with Edgeguard or something. I don't know. I literally cannot pronounce half the teams in Sweden. <laughs> it's so difficult. I think a listener someday. We need to, we've got a listener that can dictate to us. In Swedish, yeah, I don't know if any of the listeners speak Swedish. Do get in touch. Was that just was that just a real Dutch? Oh, Michael Garrett's out in. Yeah, I think he lives in Amsterdam. So we need to find somebody. If I know somebody out in Sweden, I'll get I'll get all these names confirmed. But yeah, she's a champion, medal winner. We've got one. I mean, I didn't see anyone in the paper, so we're probably the only Scottish medium covering it. Rangel is probably the next big winner. Forenza were playing Aves in the Portuguese League Cup, yeah. which was Aves are bottom with no points in the top flight of Portugal. Forenza are third. This is the Rangel derby. He was previously on loan to Aves. Mm-hmm. This is the team he was in loan at when he knocked out Sporting Lisbon from the cup in the semi-final. And then Sporting Lisbon recalled, recalled him, him and another player the next day so they couldn't play in the final. And I'm not sure what I said this to you, wasn't massively involved in any of the goals, but they won 5-2. But if you go watch the highlights, which are on our Twitter page, he's celebrating like mad in every goal. Yeah, there's clearly a bit like of Like something's there. happened, something. yeah, whether they've been brought back and it's been bitter to yeah. the point where he couldn't go back on them, but he was fucking, it wasn't like a, oh, this was my ex-club, I'll show them respect. It was, it definitely looked like, fuck off. Yeah, maybe they've got a terrible animal rights record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that that might be all it takes. Could be that. Kitman's an elephant. That's it. He hates it. Uh, Liam Henderson's still not playing. Yeah. Verona. Ollie Burke got 12 minutes in Alavez's 2 0 win against Celta, so there's nothing really to watch there. Tony Watt, uh, Lokomotiv Plov, did beat Siska Sevilla 1 0. He got taken off at half time with one of the other strikers. Tony Watt wasn't involved in any of the highlights, but the other striker missed three glaring opportunities in the I think first he's half. He's taken off as. as- just because the both of them, yeah. I both of you got off. So yeah, it, his body language bothers me when I see him playing. Whenever I see the clips, just genuinely looks like somebody who wants to be playing FIFA or Pro Ev rather than being on a football Fortnite. pitch. Yeah, well, he does. Like he literally has a I YouTube channel where he just plays FIFA and Pro Ev. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I can, that feels like that's probably your career now. 
Yeah, doing that. Yeah, because plays like, himself every that, year. Yeah, yeah, that's where you're getting more more traction. Uh, Fraser Hornby continued his winning yeah. form again. A two 0 win over Varagem. Wasn't involved in any of the goals. Um, goals were alright. The pretty poor game. They've seen to pure snap the highlights, which is annoying. The, yeah. pre- the previous week when they won two uh, 0 no four 0 when he scored the double. There was like eight minutes of highlights, and this one had two, and it was just the goals. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't really get a grasp of the game. Yeah, this. maybe people are more likely to watch two minutes than eight. Like, not us probably, though. No, not yeah. us. But there's... I'd take the 90 minute cut <laughs> with Hornby commentating over the top of it. <laughs> you probably want those really short, sweet ones. Yeah. Because obviously, like, I'm a member of various different um, subscription services for football teams. So, yeah. like, I can listen to any Hull game live if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how often do you use that a season? Maybe like four or five times a season. I'll just uh, just stick it on. Well, usually while I'm at Tannadice, I'll listen to the commentary of the whole game. Right, okay. If, if they're playing as well. Misery loves company, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> in saying that, was it, what year was it? It was the year Dundee United lost the Scottish Cup final to St. Johnson and Hull lost the FA Cup final to Arsenal on the fucking same day. And they're the two teams like that. I obviously like Arsenal. I like Arsenal as well. I know, but I really wanted Dundee United and Hull to win because I went out yeah. with my fucking two scarves. Not a half and half scarf. Dundee United won to the cup final, and then for after I could support Hull. There's like there's a girl that follows me on Twitter who's a Tottenham fan, and has uncovered the fact that I follow two teams like religiously. And then any time I want to slag Tottenham, I just get told I get told fuck off two clubs, and it, <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, and it honestly hurts me. <laughs> I follow lots of clubs. I, I do this like I literally I get I've had people I've had people just go on and on at me for this for so long. Going how can you? And it's always people with like two or three kids. <laughs> and I'm like, so we're agreeing, right? <laughs> Some days you've got one that's your preference. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I don't get about it is see the people that, because they'll go like that, oh, but how can you say, you know, oh, you're a Dundee United fan if you go to that game? I'm like, I go to every Dundee United game though. Yeah. Like every. You're saying that as a fan of, I don't know who, Celtic, and you don't go to any games. Yeah. But you're having a go at me, someone that goes to every single game for also going to other games as well. Fuck off. Yeah, I've got my my thing is although I, I f- the last two seasons where Rangers and Arsenal both making the group stage of Europa, I've had the dilemma of just like fingers crossed, don't draw each other. Yeah, because I've always been able to go. They don't they don't play each other. Oh, I've got I've got a definite hierarchy though. Dundee United come top for oh, me. Of course, like, no, miles top. Yeah, Rangers one hundred percent. But it's like I just don't want to have to deal with it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> At least you can't both lose. If you if you draw each other, one's yeah. going through. Yeah, but I see. Yeah, they just need to be fingers crossed. They both go through. <laughs> <laughs> both games are draws. Aye. <laughs> uh, Charlie Gilmore, Telstar one one nil against. That's two wins on the bounce for them against Almere. Almere, is it Almere? Yeah. Gordon just says things confidently. Well, I wouldn't be we, sure if that's correct. Uh, Dutch or not. Uh, like Dutch and Belgian pronunciations are okay for this stuff. Uh, uh, Martin Garrett. What's he? Martin. Michael. Michael. Michael Garrett has uh, corrected me cool. multiple times. Uh, Charlie Gilmore should have scored with his left foot in this game. You'll see it from about 10 yards out. It's cut back to him. Really good technique, but he just leans back to him. <sighs> I was really, because I really wanted him to score. Because he, he's playing every game, 90 minutes. Every brilliant. Week. He's a good player, but again, it's a two minute clip. It's getting really difficult to try and get a grasp <laughs> of how the game even was. How much did it take to sponsor him to try him to wear a GoPro for a whole game, a chess mount one? We're like, <laughs> right, okay, we'd, between 60 and 65 minutes, you could have been running a wee bit more, mate. And... Well, I think once every look at this, I think the idea would be to go and try and get in one of these, a couple of these games. Mm-hmm. Getting to Holland is easy. Yeah. Ryan Gold plays 
at the airport. Aye, Faro. <laughs> just just <a> <laughs> on the runway. <laughs> and the final one, Jack Harper, uh, Alcacon, do two each. Well, Maria um, played sixty-five minutes. Wasn't involved in any goals. Again, the highlights were only the goals. Um, another stupid handball penalty. It's really beginning to annoy me. I do like uh, Alcacon though, because the scorer of both their goals was Stoichkov and Rui Costa. <laughs> just like feels like we're stuck in some nice. sort of 90s like FIFA Ultimate Team icon mode yeah they they, they did all their scouting like in 1992 <laughs> like we'll, we'll pick him up he was quality wasn't he uh, <laughs> left back's called Lisa <laughs> but that's the update on Scots Abroad and our other players are sponsored player Michael Hewitt of co-winning Rangers they won 3-0 against Largs Thistle he played 90 minutes not found the highlights yet but I am promised that he had a chance to score mm-hmm but How been, good was this chance? Don't know. I can't find the highlights. I've been promised they're there, mm-hmm. so I just need to go find them. They will be on the Twitter page, as is the highlights of all the other players. But yeah, massive congratulations to Fiona Brown on winning the yep. Swedish Championship. This week's picks. Do you want to start, Gordo? I'd love to start. You go for it. Are you doing banker value value or are you, you doing it properly? All oh, right, okay, yeah, no, no, I would just like bring it in. I'm actually, as as we discussed before this podcast, I will be taking one game and the three results in it. Just trying to ensure one um 60 minutes gone, game abandoned. Game abandoned. <laughs> um, so, first off, my, my banker is both teams to score in uh, Wurzburg Kickers versus Duisburg. Which is very good because George Jones on the Facebook group asked especially for a tip on both teams to score so George this one's for you this one's for you I don't think you want to come in for me but <laughs> I mean um, but yeah I, I fancy both their, both teams uh, score and concede lots the last two games uh, the last few games between them have been 1-1 and 2-1 um, I think that Duisburg will win this game but I'm more confident just taking it as a, both teams to score tons of goals going in and out uh, and it's 1-2 both teams to score I like the overs on that just in general I think every game I've looked at standard two and a half of the like, five home it, the goals galore in both teams home and away what are you getting for over 2.5 do you know couldn't find it no I didn't it's it's come out nearer the time it might be around 8 to 11 I'd guess um, over under a good uh, one a good one to know 4 to 7 is that over 1.5 2.5 oh see that's shit 1 to 6 for over 1.5 see that's a good banker um, for the both teams to score a good one to look at is Peterborough away because that happens most weeks. They're not playing away this week, but yeah. And any game involving QPR, all of QPR's games this season have had over 1.5 goals in them in the league. Um, and I think it's like what everything bar one away game has had both teams to score as well. So QPR for Rangers fans up here, not Queen's Park Rangers, the Rangers. Um, Mark Warburton plays very open football. He will create chances, but his team will always be shite at defending. Always. I've Aye. seen it too much. He's getting no interest in knowing how to defend. So any set pieces against him, you're guaranteed goals. So for both teams to score, I'd look at QPR games away and Peterborough away. Nice. Um, your banker, Andy? I'm in Holland from a banker. Saturday, quarter seven at night. It's Vitesse against Den Haag. So Vitesse are up to third place in the league, 23 points from 10 games. Playing Den Haag, who are third bottom, that's 16th, who only have six points from their 10 games. Uh, Vitesse, second in the league's five game form table, 12 points from their last five matches. 
They're pretty solid at home, unbeaten this season. Uh, 13 points from their five home games, so that's four wins and a draw. Den Hag have picked up zero points from their last five games and scored only three goals in the process. Pretty straightforward home win at odds of two to five. Yeah, I, I was shocked you were getting two to five I when I seen it. I was like, I don't understand, but I'm now panicking. This seems like we need like a Dutch correspondent to confirm that Why the test of food poisoning and everyone's <laughs> yeah. out injured. Dodgy men. Well, it's just the fact they're on tremendous form. Yeah. And Den Hag are in terrible form. Add in their respective league tables, the way that they're scoring, the way that um, Den Hag can't score anything. This should be, this is as banker as banker gets for me. I'm good with that. Um, my banker is in Croatia. It's Hadjik Split versus Slavan Bilupo. We must be the only British podcast that said Slavan Bilupo in like seven episodes. A lot of times. Yeah, because it just sounds like a generic Croatian name. Name, like Slavan Bilic. Bobson Dugnut. <laughs> Uh, how'd you explain you're getting 1-4 they've won all 6 games at home this season they've scored 14 conceded 1 uh, Slavin Blupo have won 1 away from home lost the other 5 6 goals for 17 against the only team that beats Istra who are the worst home team so to me it's it's pretty strong how'd you explain 1-4 I was quite happy we're getting 1-4 when I picked this out at the end of the odds yet I was thinking 1-6 but I'm sticking with it it's my banker um, I think I had another one I'm just going to try and see if I can find the what I'd said. No, I don't don't know what it is. I had another banker. It might have been Slavia Prague. I think similar odds, 1-4 at home to Bohemians. But very strong form. But yeah, 1-4, my banker. How'd you split? My value is the rock and hard place derby um, between two teams that are <laughs> just terrible. But I think I have picked a team who are <laughs> less terrible. So it's Belenises versus Aves. So Belenises at home are not very good. Aves away are even worse. So Aves... <laughs> I've mentioned already. Aves I've mentioned already. I, I had to scroll down to get to the green bits on the flash score for them. <laughs> they have had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 losses away from home in a row. Bellini says they're not very good at home, but did they're going Did you say 12? Are you literally telling me this is their 13th game away from home? Yeah, they are lucky number 13. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Jesus. So Bellinese oh, are, are also not very good, but I think they're good enough to beat Aves. And they are evens at home to do so. Um, that, that's in the Portuguese league on Saturday. Yeah, and this this one is purely going against Aves because Bellinese are not very they, good either. They are so bad. Having watched the highlights of Ryan Gold's game there, they are honestly shite. They, they are so bad at defending. Like, you could have dragged me in and shoved me in at centre half and we still wouldn't have conceded five goals we have conceded four yeah but they're fucking terrible but I have no clue how good Bellinese Bellinese are not very good either but <laughs> I just think that Aves are on such a terrible spin I'm going to stick a ridiculous bet on this right just because I was looking at results so they lost 5-2 last week mm-hmm. the last two times they've played Bellinenses away mm-hmm. guess the score 5-2 and 2-5 I've just seen that so I am definitely going to stick Two quid on five two to Belenenses just because last t- last two times I've travelled to them lost five two and they lost five two last weekend. I, I just think that <laughs> just just yeah. for fun two I, quid. I think the Belenenses are need points at home like they're going to need to do it. So I'm going to stick a tenner on the draw. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I fancy Aves versus Belenenses. Your value? Uh, we've spoken about them before. Let's talk about them again. It's Peterborough. Uh, they're at home to Coventry. You get any uh, stats about their two strikers? In in League One. <laughs> Are they top scores? They've scored like uh, they a, lot of goals. <laughs> a lot of goals. Scored a lot of goals. 
football tipping podcast, John. It's, it's Tony and Isa. It's good, good to know things. Things you can get from a bank. St. <laughs> <laughs> Peterborough third, Coventry are sixth. There's only three points that separate them, but uh, Peterborough have scored almost twice as many goals. 30 goals scored, 16 against. Coventry only 16 scored, 15 against. So don't know where they're getting all their points from. Winning 1-0 and then losing 1-0 the following week. Uh, Form-wise, Peterborough now unbeaten in their last five. They've won four of them, drawn once. Their last five home matches have all been wins, and that's by a combined scoreline of 15-2. So that's they're just dominant at home. Coventry haven't won an away match in their last eight attempts. So match those two things together. I think that over-even money for a Peterborough win represents pretty good value. Especially with how good they are at scoring goals. <laughs> I've, just wrote, I've just wrote yes. <laughs> but I did say that about both all the bankers last week. Like I was so confident in the I couldn't get why you were getting so, such good odds. Now I'm scared. <laughs> uh, my value is in the Bundesliga 2. Dresden versus Bielefeld. Uh, away you're getting Dresden at, uh, sorry, Bielefeld at 12 to 11. Um, four wins and a draw away from home. So it's the best away record versus seven points from five at home. Just looks really strong. Even the the teams at Bielefeld have picked points away from home are in and around the same area as Duisburg. So away rec- away picks are always dodgy. They are. You just feel uncomfortable. But Bielefeld look like they're in really good form. And also they're third just now and Hamburg are playing Stuttgart who are the top two. They are. And you're, you're actually getting very good odds on Stuttgart. I, Stuttgart. Yeah, because I looked at Hamburg initially because you were getting more than evens for them, but then just I, I didn't realise how good Stuttgart were just now. And you're getting almost three to one for Stuttgart. Really? Yeah. I watched Hamburg last night. They weren't. The, I don't no. think they, they were playing Bielefeld. Oh, really? uh, or, or yeah, I think it was Bielefeld last night. They drew one each. Um, but yeah, Stuttgart might be a. I think Stuttgart are very. Now that we're coming on to the outsider, I didn't take them as the outsider, but I really considered it. Right. But yeah, to be but clear, Bielefeld, yeah. Bielefeld away Dresden, yeah. Okay, uh, my outsider is actually the, the pick I'm most excited about this week, to be honest. It is Mets versus Leon. Uh, Leon versus Mets. Now, both teams are not great, but I don't think 7 to 1 represents. Like, I, if you look it's at where just, they are. It's just so bold for a man that needs results. Picking a 7 to but 1. Le- shot. But Leon haven't won in, like, what, six home games? I or think something? you're confusing with Leon. Uh... Um, no, no, Leon haven't, Leon haven't won at home. Um, they've only won. If you look at their form, they've went draw, loss, loss, draw, draw. They're playing midweek. They're going to have a difficult game. They're playing tonight, I believe. Uh, or is it tomorrow night? They're playing midweek anyway. They're going to have to um, come back. It's three days later they play against Mets. Mets are not very good either, but I don't think they're 7-1. to one. <laughs> Not very good. Yeah. Um, they're above them in the table. Um, Mets have got 11 points. Leon have got 10. I think this is the kind of thing that Mets will fancy if they think, right, there's a team coming up um, who they... They they don't need this result as much. Leon will stay up. Mets might not. So, seven to one is is very ambitious. I you know I like it. I like the bravado. And the good thing is you can probably pick anything as your outsider, and it'll never be the worst outsider that's been picked <laughs> yep. on this podcast. Yes, <laughs> that, that exists about probably about twelve months. Probably exactly about ago. a calendar year ago that <laughs> yeah. happened. Um, good. So. I think that was a good pick. Whoever gave you that one was a bell. That was like enough enough goal alerts to fucking battery out your phone. <laughs> For anyone that can't remember, that's the time I think it was FC Cologne. Yeah, they won eight <laughs> one. So I, <laughs> fancy the wee upset and they get beat eight one. Old history. Yeah. 
Um, my outsider is a lot closer to home. It's England League Two, Saturday at three PM. It's Exeter versus Plymouth. I'm going to take Plymouth away from home. In form Plymouth team, three to one's pretty big. Only six points separate them in the table. Um, Plymouth do have a better goal difference and have scored more goals. Uh, Exeter coming off the back of a 4-0 thrashing away at Cambridge last week. Plymouth won 2-0 against Carlisle, so there's a slight forming difference there. Um, but that'll all change. Obviously, there's a midweek card happening today and tomorrow, so maybe keep an eye out for what's happened mm-hmm. to both Plymouth and Exeter. I think it'll be a really close match, and just based on that, I'm happy to side with the team that's priced at 3-1. That's, yeah. that's why I'm picking yeah. them. Yeah, as an outsider, I'm not going to argue with an outsider. It's hard to pick. There was so many to try that I potentially. I changed this like four times. Mm. Um, the one I've went with, we'll talk about the rest in a minute, is Crete versus Xanthi. Um Away, Xanthi are 41. Ridiculous odds, considering they're the best away team in the, in the, the, Greek, division. the Greek Super League. It is against the second best home, but they have played three. Three of those four games have been against the bottom five. Right, so strength of schedule And two of them have been newly promoted sides. They did scud Panathinaikos, who aren't great just now. Um, They're coming through a bit of a change. But Xanti have played decent teams away from home, including a 2-1 win away to AK Athens, Mm -hmm. who are the best team in the league. Well, them and Olympiakos. Um, I just think 41 doesn't make any sense to me. It looks like Xanti have played the the tougher opponents away from home, and you're getting 41. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 very confident with this one actually. Hmm. However, I was almost swayed by Hitafi again. Hitafi are six to one away to Sevilla. Um Sevilla have lost the two games so far after Europa League. And Hitafi have only been beaten this year by Barcelona and Atletico Madrid. Sevilla have lost at home to Sociedad after Mm -hmm. the Krasnodar victory. Mm -hmm. So they've won both their Europa League games. So see if Sevilla win. Have a look at Hitafi. Yeah. Um, Just just something that looked... 6-1 didn't make any sense for a team who are above them in the league. Yeah. Hitafi are second just now. There's there's quite a good few outsiders. Yeah, you've said Stuttgart. Stuttgart. So there is... But just for the three that we've actually picked, the odds of 7-1, 3-1 and 4-1, that's combined 231-1. Nice, <laughs> you know, for the for the people out there that maybe like their fifty pence bets. Yeah, other Hi, that's your one. Gary Black, like 13, 13 pence left in an account. There you go, whack it on that, mm-hmm. bung it on. Yeah, so that, that's the picks. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite excited. <laughs> oh, I feel reasonably I, confident. I, well, was well, that I'm, it? well, I'm going on a three to one and a two to one in the last two weeks, so I'm like wanting to get another outsider so I can retire. <laughs> I genuinely thought I'd be making all my picks 1-8 or something. Like banking PSG over one goal. Can you scored? <laughs> See if that doesn't come in though. Oh. Ah, you just get hounded off the podcast. Oh, how bad, we never talked about it. How bad was my request about for the Man U game? That was the dullest, that that and the That shape. game was just oh, miserable. There wasn't a tackle to be had. There was a wee flurry of like five minutes where I went, oh, okay, we're going to get something. I was like, oh, saw what? Roy Keane in the studio talking about it before the game started. Look at them all hugging each other in the tunnel and having a laugh and a joke. That does actually annoy me. Uh, it annoyed Roy Keane, um, something rotten, but you, you saw that get carried over during the, onto the atmosphere that was on the pitch. Yeah. I was at the Arsenal game last night down at Sheffield, Sheffield United, United yeah. and Socrates has went up for a header with not McGoldrick but their other striker is it Moussa? Moussa? The boy who scored the boy who sc- yeah, yeah. yeah. Moussa because yeah, he scored against and uh, he's, the guy's came down on his ankle and the ball's still in play and Socrates is checking that he's alright and I'm like 
No, fuck that. That's the end of the game. Don't yeah. don't check if your opponent's all right during the fucking game when the ball's still in play. We said this before, right? <laughs> this is Granite Shaka corner again, right? He he embodies everything that Arsenal are. Like he is the captain of Arsenal. Yeah, it, they're a team in going spirit no- and ethos. Yeah, yeah, a team going nowhere with no character, with no talent, no ability, no, nothing going for them. And he he probably should be the captain. Actually, he embodies everything yeah. about that club. He is our values. Yeah, I did enjoy. I said this already before we recorded. I did really enjoy the the cheering from all Arsenal fans when he got subbed. Yeah, that is the that, euphoria that literally says everything you need to know about the decision to make him captain. As every single person was cheering, everyone. I mean, that was it. I watch Arsenal follow follow the results quite closely. They're still right up there. That was a chance to go third. Yes, it's not like they're fannying about in twelfth place or something. Like massive underachievers. The Arsenal thing as well. We were talking. I seen you retweeted it earlier on that that clip of Paul Rudd. It's like yes, Jack, that Jack, is fucking hilarious. A clip of Paul Rudd on uh, hot ones. So like the thing where they eat spicy wings. And uh, what is it? What is Paul, it? Paul, Shaka and Emery when they're still there next year. When they're still there this year, and it's Paul Rudd. You can only see Paul Rudd's face talking to the the commentator. And like, did you think we'd still be here? I know. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what it reeks of, man. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> Is there any special bets, any games that are of interest to us at the weekend? Um, I had a look at, I mean, I'll, I'll come on to Andy's charity pick that I want to talk about at some point. I mean, I can't I can't slate anyone's picks, but... No, you can't. <laughs> I'll leave that there. But uh, the charity picks, uh, I looked at the game that you're going to mention and was frightened of getting being on the wrong side of it. <laughs> I was... Like, you know, I had had it down, looked at it, and I thought Jason Stott's going to be in this seat in no time if that goes wrong. <laughs> Who have you taken for charity? Uh, for the charity bit, I've, I've taken Urdingen at home to Carl Zeiss Jena, and you'll get Urdingen at a reasonably massive price, in my opinion, of 2 to 3 at Bet365. Everywhere else calls it 4 to 6. Don't know why Bet365 fucking persist with 2 to 3. Um, Jena have only two points this season. Yeah, but through 12 they, matches. Did they not get one of them? Got one, got one at the behest of me. Yeah, one they got point. one when Gordon tipped against them. <laughs> but. Um, They've lost all six matches they've played away from home in the league. Erdingen, they're not great, but they're starting to find some form after a bad start. Uh, they're joint second in the league's five-game form table. Ten points from the last five matches. Yena have one point from that time period. Two three for an Erdingen win. Uh, Erdingen win has to be good value against a team that has two points all season and are rotten. Silkeberg had two points, and it really hurt when they lost. <laughs> when they won. Maybe but yeah, I, I do like I do actually like that pick. I was just scared of picking it. Uh, so my charity, my charity pick um, is Montpellier at home to Angers. Uh, Montpellier have won their last four games at home. Angers have lost four out of their last five at home. If you look at the standings um, at home, twelve points from um, Montpellier, and yeah, uh, Angers are not very good. If you look at the form table, they're pretty equal at the moment on home and away. But I, I just think that uh, Montpellier are a better team and. They'll, they'll beat Angers so they're 6-5 to five. that's that's the price you're getting on them there and I thought that's a really good a decent one for the, the charity here's me 
picking a team that's got 10 points from the last five games, second in the form table against a team that will have only two points all season, and you're slating it, going, oh, I'm unsure about that, and then you give us your pick, and your reasoning is, oh, they're about the same, but I quite fancy this one. No, they're about, oh, they're about the same in the current <laughs> form table, but at home in the last five games, but at home, they are pretty good. <laughs> I'll have you know. I just looked at yours when I seen it, and I was like, oh, brave, brave <laughs> taking on Yena. That's all it is for me. If I see Kilmarnock or Hamilton, I'm not taking it. Like, Yena, Yena are in it. Uh, Leon, the Mexican Leon. I have a Carl's House Yena scarf. <laughs> I do. Gordon got me. I a, got it. Gordon, Gordon, <laughs> Gordon got me a Carl's House Yena advent calendar for Christmas last year. I had chocolates in it. Like, it got fucking, like, imported from Germany. Beautiful. Uh, the actual official Carl's House Yena. And I had all the squad players behind the doors of their numbers 1 through 25. There was, there's a reason for this. It's because I, I think it may have been talked about in the podcast before. We went to go see Hamburg 2 play Carlos Aigena and Andy wore his fucking Hamburg no, top. No, it was, it was Hertha. Uh, Hertha. Yeah. And he wore his top to the game, right? Which meant we had to walk like three miles to get into the game, like round the fucking Olympia Stadium. It's amazing, Stadion. right? So the Olympia Stadium, it has like lesser Olympia Stadium, like lesser Hamden right, next okay. door to it. So you got off the train at the Olympia Stadium train station. We said to have a few beers and that and we went to go in and it was like, oh no, away fans only on this side. I was like, right, we'll walk to the other gate. And the guy went, do you have a car? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Do I have a car? He's like, because it's a long walk. It's about three miles. <laughs> Aye. Aye. But you can, yeah, you can't go, you can't go counterclockwise. You have to go clockwise, which takes you all the way around the Olympia Stadium and then all the way around an equestrian centre. Right. And yeah. horses run a long way, right? So this thing's massive. <laughs> We missed the first like 20 minutes Aye. of the match. G- g- we got in and it was like, and Carl's Eichen, see if you hadn't moved on that top, Carl's Eichen had won. It would have been a much better experience. And we're having a great time, they had big the drums ends. and all that. Yeah. We're, in, uh, we're in Berlin, not this weekend, the following weekend. What have, you, what have you sussed out it's, to go to? It's Hertha versus Union, so we can't go. It's <sighs> completely sold out, but we're going to just go down and around and just get fucking blazing around fans and just see what's happening because cool. I think it'll be pretty there's also loads of regional football that you can go yeah, to we'll, yeah. there's a couple of bars we've just not decided which side we want to be on okay to be honest go, yeah. on, the, go on the union side it'll be more fun you think so? yeah but even even if you I mean, if I, you don't want... know, I don't know if a group of six uh, Rangers fans want to just be cutting about and oh, six Rangers fans want the, to go the, anywhere the you union go, side should go and see Dynamo <laughs> what division like, would they be in? Because um, we have sus, there's like four local, like think uh, regional west or whatever it is. Yeah, there's the Berlin regional west. Yeah, Victoria Berlin are. There's also like good as well. I've know. seen Victoria before when we went into the stadium. There were two like women in their maybe sixties or seventies, and there was a bake sale. It was like a proper <laughs> like they baked cakes. Oh, brilliant! And you know, for a for a euro, you could get a big slice of carrot cake. It was bizarre, <laughs> but but Victoria's a Victoria's a good day. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I've yeah. just realised I've not done my charity pick yet. Oh, <laughs> well, let's recap the charity picks. So the charity picks are Urdingen, which is do- which is dodgy, and then Montpellier, Montpellier which is, which is a lock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've gone Czech Republic, which is going to become a theme, I think, yeah. until it stops working. Uh, Banaco Strava versus Sigma Sigma Olomouc. The draw is twelve to five, um, mainly because Banaco Strava are really good at home. But they've played a lot of teams in the lower half so far. Mm-hmm. Sigma Olomouc have played away to Pilsen and Sparta Prague and drawn recently. They've drawn three of the last five. Three of the last five meetings of this game at Banaco Strava have been draws. It looks like a draw to me. Banker Strava. Banker Strava for the draw. So that's the charity. 
that's our picks. Um, do we have any updates for the whatever that thing is that you guys play that I just can I bother? do my bit in this one? Tell me you've won a game. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's no fucking spare rope in your room. I know this. So for listeners, <laughs> it's fan- it's the English fantasy football, but we've got a specific trampled bet draft league. So it's not the normal salary cap league. It's there's eight of us preseason. They did a draft. We can only have one player. Uh, can once. only be in one team once. Um, Gordon has has won zero games. I've changed his name in the group chat to L L L L L L L L L L L Gordon. <laughs> just, just for me and my L train. So I'll be adding another L. It's just like I, this week I was looking, I was doing okay Sunday, and then fucking James McIver again. Like was, had four or five Sheffield United players on his team. I think it was two. But we got like with, thirty. They were points. both defenders with his clean sheets, and then he got his bench subbed in as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, had, I had I had twenty. It was twenty six, twenty five on Saturday, Saturday night or Sunday night. Whenever it was, and then I lost by like forty. Yeah, it was forty-seven, twenty-six. Yeah. ended. that's fucking. I get knee points. That you know, I, 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 yeah, not good for me. Uh, Neil Moore leads the way. Um, he he won a top of the table clash uh, at the weekend there uh, against Edward Field. Uh, I took a loss, uh, which also cost me two side bets to James McIver and Ben Conley. I'd won five in a row, and I got pissed on Friday and got a wee bit ahead of myself. <laughs> 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 offering out, offering outside bets here, there, and everywhere, uh, and I got I got humiliated uh, by Ben mainly because I have six Arsenal players in my team, which is ridiculous, right? You shouldn't put all your eggs in such a like one basket like that. That's a terrible basket at the moment. Well, you know? it, it was good enough to win five in a row. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got hundreds of Liverpool players in my team. They just must not be starting. I don't know what's going on. And in the actual league that everyone can, um, so it's not limited to eight, there's there's loads of people in the uh, official trampled bet league. Um, Christopher Sumner still leads the way. Only two points ahead of Ross Methvin, though. So there's a, a big top of the table, uh, 495 and 493 there. You've got to scroll quite a long way down to get to me in 17th place. I'm in 10th in that league. That's the real week. The, 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 league, not... the league that everyone cares about. The draft league. <laughs> As you know, the draft league is where it's at. So yeah, that's um, that's some good fun. Uh, there's been a lot of interaction on the Facebook group this yeah. week. Uh, if you're not a member of the Facebook group, please do search Trampled Bet Podcast and join in there. Some great shouts from people, some general chat, uh, and some various bits and bobs of slating of, of picks. I just realised because we actually mentioned Central Coast as part of the bets, we didn't actually mention Ziggy Gordon and the Scots Abroad part, but it was covered in the Drew one each. Aye, we did that. <laughs> So yeah, get, in, get involved. Get involved in the Facebook. Yeah, well, also, don't wait until the fucking games have lost to speak up. Like you guys, you guys, I'm not on Facebook, you guys would know. Do, are people clever enough to chime up before the games? Or do they wait until God those picks inevitably don't come in? <laughs> they wait, they wait until they inevitably they wait, they, yeah. but, it's, but, it's more fun that way. It is more fun that no, way. It's no, that's exactly why we do this podcast, because it's fucking shite bags that I can't trust. I've followed, there's a Twitter account that I've just started following. And just comment and saying no every time he posts his picks. Because he posts it, you know when you select your picks? Yeah. You've not actually put the bet on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He posts it like that. And I'm convinced what he's doing is posting seven or eight different pictures and then deleting the uh, ones deleting out. the ones that don't come in. Yep. Oh, that's bag behaviour. Because, because I'm going, eh. The thing is, football betting is, f- is fucking hard, right? Yeah. So, so we're doing our best here to do a bit of research in advance to therefore give you a more informed decision. Yeah, if you want to be clever, can we just point out that 
Man City lost at one to eleven away to Norwich. Yeah. Bayern Munich lost to Augsburg at one to twenty five. Happens, man. So it does. this is still gambling. <laughs> the, the, like, I hate that we have to explain this and go. We don't. Ha- we're not from the future. As much as we'd like to be. Yeah. We, we, it- we are. We are not. We do, we do not know what's happening here. But everyone acts like because we do a podcast that we fucking know that this is definitely going to happen. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take out all references to individuals and even teams here. But I text John uh, and you're involved in this as well. Gordon. Mm-hmm. We got a text on uh, on on Friday evening about a particular match in which there was going to be a booking in the first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and a company screenshot where someone had lumped on. 600 quid 600 quid on the yeah. fact this was going to happen and apparently knew someone at the club and all that sort of stuff after 20 minutes zero shots zero cards yeah, yeah. so it happens so, like, so, so someone's either hated the person that they've chucked a tip to or because we got wind of it everyone's got wind of it before the match and the clubs have been told yeah, wrap yeah. It. if there's fucking any misbehaviour you'll both be fine massively yeah. and they've all went because I watched the first 50 minutes just to see. There was not a fucking tackle. Nope. <laughs> like, nobody went near. So you're going, fucking hell. Like, like, this is so against what's happening. It's like the last day of school when the teacher goes like that at the assembly. It, We've caught wind of the fact there may be a prank later on today. And everyone's like, for fuck's sake. Who's the grass? Who is the grass? Best behaviour it is. Um, so that's the picks. That's the podcast. Um Get us at the normal places, uh, at John Walker underscore 1986. Get myself at ASV Sports. You get me at underscore Gordo Mick. Get us all at Trample Bet and the Facebook group. Search. search Trample Bet Podcast. Get involved. Best of luck. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. <sighs> <laughs>